Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Lombardi line on a Friday. We say hi and good morning. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, Michael Lombardi. Good afternoon, Michael. What's going on, man? How are you? I, I am great, Patrick. How are you today? How are things? I'm doing well. Did I hear you planning? A, I'm sorry. A, what, what, what? I'm sorry. I'm very sorry about the, the Vegas nights. I apologize. Cheryl. I know it was challenging. I know Cheryl's probably not getting out of bed this morning. I know. I know, but you know this. The, what 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 stands in the way becomes the way. If you believe in Marcus Aurelius, and I truly think that sometimes we've got to learn where we where we stand before we can move forward. Well, we went Roman Emperor about five minutes into the show, so that's impressive. And yes, that. Well, hey, I mean, I, I want to accurately quote the person who said it. Ryan Holiday says the obstacle is the way, but Marcus Aurelius says what stands in the way becomes the way. I mean, I'm just trying to be accurate here, <laughs> and you're educating. Just as trying, well. you know. You're edifying as well. Yes, it was it was ridiculous. A three-two overtime win for Montreal last night, and I. There is nothing more like you're holding your breath in sudden death in hockey. It really is incredible. Once it went to overtime, you're holding your breath. 
the better team won. Uh, the better team lost, according to everybody here. But uh, the winner, you are what your record says you are, right? And so the Canadians advance. Yeah. They were a dog at home. That was a crazy outside. Here's my question for Michael Lombardi. Why can you have Montreal's streets filled beyond capacity, but there's only 3,500 <laughs> inside the arena? Can you help me with that? And no one was practicing social distance outside either, right? No, they were I standing mean, on top of each other. I have no idea. I have no idea. Patrick, I can't explain it. I just know the town that I live in, little Ocean City, New Jersey, this little beach town, we don't have COVID, nor have we heard of COVID. It's left town. It's out of it. So I just adjust accordingly. Well, we just wait for Bill Berman to, to declare everything safe and we go out the house. That's really what happens in Ocean City. And he's already done that. He's already done that. He's got things to do. He couldn't produce the show today, although he's done it doing it remotely from his car. So we'll see how it works. A 20 eight-year wait for maybe the most hockey-crazed city on the planet. Montreal is finally over. They last won the Cup in 93. They were 500-1 to one entering the postseason. This is, what's it, this is what's different about hockey than any other sport. Anybody can win. When you get into the dance, yep. there's no home ice advantage. Anybody, whoever gets hot, and specifically uh, with Price, the hot goaltender, you get in the dance, yeah. Michael, you can win it. You have a goaltender that, that's hot, and Price was, and their defense was great, and they were able to skate off the, the, the power plays and do those things, and it really comes down to at that moment. But, you know, it's not too far from the NFL, right? I mean, last year, did I think Tampa was the best team during the season? Of course not. But, you know, they snuck by Washington, and we all thought, well, you know, they're not going to do it. And then, you know, we, we see Jared Cook turn the ball over against the Saints when they played the Saints for the Saints against the Bucks, and that changed that game. And sometimes it just happens to be you're playing right at the right time. You know, a couple of things. One, just to close this out, they'll await the winner, of course, tonight, Game 7 in Tampa Bay with the Islanders. I cannot wait for that matchup. But it is. I think what you just said is very apropos because this weekend on the Lombardi line, I want to discuss the Rams specifically because I compare them to what Tampa Bay went through last year. The Rams are going to have seven new coaches, a new quarterback, learning a new system, new players. That's really – and I think they may struggle to start and then start to build momentum, the Rams, as the season progresses? If they can stay healthy and if they can stay as dominant. Look, I think one thing we talk about all the time, you know, we say the kids of the players have changed, the parents have changed, right? The, 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 the climate's changed. The reality of the world we live in has changed. Well, what never changes in sports is how to win. And it goes on for time immemorial. And when you look at championship teams in the National Football League, it always comes down to offensive and defensive line play at the highest level and quarterbacking play at an above average to the highest level. When you combine those three things, you win a championship. And I think when you look at the Bucks, that defensive front, when Pierre Paul, you know, and Shaq Barrett with Sue inside and all their guys and Vita Vey coming over there, that really made a difference. They could rush four, put pressure. Their offensive line gave Mr. Brady all the time he needed. So for me, I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. You know, J.J. and I were talking before the show about is Cleveland the team with no holes? So Cleveland's offensive line is really good. They can dominate. They're one of the better lines in all of football. The question mark is how good are they on defense? I know they have the greatest rush man in the history of football in Clowney, destined for Canton. Oh, gosh. But 
and 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 you know, and we know Miles Garrett is tremendous, but they have to prove that they have the same ingredients that I think Tampa does. If they do that, then I think they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. It shall be interesting. By the way, you know which way uh, our buddy Josh Applebaum, who's going to be joining us in a little bit, Michael Lombardi's going to go tonight on that Game 7 down in Tampa. He's going to go the Islanders because this open 173. I see a couple shops bet down to 158-ish, 160. So the steam right now is on the Islanders as uh, there you see it. We have officially 160. I'm going to make a rule. I'm going to make a rule. September 1st, the rule's going to go Uh-oh. into effect. I never want to hear the word steam again. There was steam last night all over the Suns. I never want starting Feb, starting <laughs> September first. We're going to have a doctrine written up, signed by all the members of the show. Okay, even guests have to sign it. Okay, I don't ever want to hear the word steam again. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to damage our listeners and have them poisoned with the word steam, <laughs> because if you just follow this NBA playoffs, the steam has been completely wrong. Right? And and Josh Applebaum has gotten so much steam in his head that he's gone against his contrarian beliefs. Mm. His whole being as a principal better is about contrarian. And he went he went with the Suns last night. He was wearing the jersey that everybody in the bar was wearing. He, like, <laughs> He's good. His brain's breaking right now. We'll, we'll talk to Josh coming up in about 40 minutes. We'll have Wes Reynolds as well. But let's go ahead and throw it up last night. We have a series, Michael. Game three, again, the Suns were on a nine-game heater. They hadn't lost since May 27th, and they lose last night. Billy Crystal was there, your boy. Over 17,000 with the Thundersticks there at Staples Center in Los Angeles. A 106-92 win. Suns closed one 221 as far as the total. You called the under on this one stays well under, but the Clippers outright winners there. I guess you want to call it a bounce back from Paul George. 27 points, 15 boards, 8 assists in 43 minutes. He didn't shoot well, but Reggie Jackson continues to be the modern-day Robert Ory. Yeah, we, we talked about it. I mean, I liked, I liked the Clippers yesterday. I yeah, did. did. I thought that, you know, this was a game where, uh, you know, I didn't think Booker would have two bad games wrong. He did, right? I didn't think that I didn't think that Paul's return was as much as everybody felt it was because Cameron Payne scored 29 points in the in the game they barely won. I felt like if you were the Clippers and you got and landed back in Los Angeles after you know the the inbounds pass beat you. My sense of it is is hey look we're good. You know, we just got to close the game out. We played really well. We let them slip back. They got lucky to beat us in game two. And I think they proved it. Now, I think game four is the war. I think game four is the war. And I think that I don't know when Kawhi. It was nice to see Kawhi in the stadium last night. Enjoyed that he could come up from San Diego. You know, he had his own suite. Loved that. You know, and and hopefully he can come back. I mean, we don't know the level of the injury. But I think the Clippers are the best team in the NBA if Kawhi gets on the court. May I ask you? I don't see how anybody can deny that. And I'm going to ask you to guess game four's number in a second here. But may I ask you about Kawhi? Would it kill him after grinding a full season with the team to sit with the team? I, I don't know. Like, is that it's I mean, it was nice of him to grace us with his presence in the same building, but to actually be associated with the team. Would that be too much to ask? Maybe they felt like, you know, if he had to move quickly, his oh, knee wasn't it. able to move. Uh, I'm just I throwing it out there, Patrick. I don't know. You know, <laughs> he's a Frank Clark needed a bodyguard. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just trying to throw out logic here. You know, I got you. I got you. Uh, 
anyway, I don't know. You know, it was nice to see him in the arena. Yeah, but I, I mean, think about it. I mean, I know they've lost two to Utah. I know they lost two in a row to Dallas. But to me, I think Ty Lue has shown that he's a coach that can adjust. You know, and he's a coach that kind of they find a way to get into the rhythm of the game. And they've done a really good job on Booker. I don't think it's the face mask. I think book they're putting people in Booker's face. They're making them take tough shots, something that the Milwaukee Bucks didn't do with Trey Young the other night. So give the Clippers credit. And, you know, they had a chance. I mean, I think the other thing is the refs helped them a little bit. They didn't call the game tight. I mean, when that game was close and Paul had a chance, they stripped the ball out, and all of a sudden it went from a five-point game to an eight-point game in a hurry. And, you know, and then Reggie Jackson hits that big three to get it up to 11, and all of a sudden now the game's over. A couple of things I wrote down I want you to react here. We talked about Zubak staying out of foul trouble because the Clippers had been dominated in the paint, and he was big last night, 15 points, 16 boards. I think he had like 10 and 10 in the first half. Huge for them with that size. Total team effort from the Clippers. Reggie Jackson, I mentioned Robert Ory. He's just hitting big shots. Every time they need an answer, it seems like he's there, 23 points, and you just nailed it. Uh, Patrick Beverly's defense on Booker. Booker was 5 of 21, and Paul wasn't any good in the game. We can talk about him, but this is Patrick Beverly at his best when he's a lockdown defender. Right. I mean, you know, Beverly plays 27 minutes. He's plus 24 for the game. Yeah. Pretty impressive, and he only had eight points. I mean, Zubak, you know, we talked about not getting foul trouble. He didn't have a foul in the entire game. That's key. So, he's I got, mean, they need his size. They need his size. I mean, you know, they needed what he was able to bring. And I, and I think that, look, they gave up the big lead in the second half. I mean, in the second quarter, they had a chance really to – I thought they were going to put the game away in the second going into the third, and they let it go. But uh, I just think, to me, you know, give the, give the Clippers credit. that They've done a good job on defending Booker. I think Paul will play much better in the next game. I think it's always challenging to come back after after you missed a game. And I, I think that, you know, that, that it, the next game will be the war. That That's going to be the war. I think it's just clearly, you know, I don't think Booker's going to have three bad shooting games as he goes through. What was he last night? He was, I was five for 21. I think of the five shots he made, I think three of them were layups. And if it sounds odd, what I'm saying about Zubak and the size, because it's the antithesis of what we talked about against Utah, we kept on saying, well, the Clippers went small and then they started playing well. But in this series, they had been getting dominated the first two games. I mean, just obliterated in the paint. So Zubak adding a body and a big down there, grabbing boards and showing a presence was huge. He played 32 minutes, but they are going into the bench. I'm shocked that Kennard, Luke Kennard is getting minutes here. I don't, and well, they're holding on. I mean, he can't play any defense. So, I mean, oh, it's, you know, it, it's horrible. I mean, you know, what did he play? he play? You know, when he put him out there, misses the three, hits the corner three that, that he gets fouled on. I mean, why do guys foul three-point shooters? I have no idea. It's got to be one of the most irritating thing for any coach in the NBA is to see a three-point shooter get fouled. There was a lot of times guys were flopping on three-point shots that didn't get the call. Here's the thing. The Clippers, excuse me, the Suns were 35 of 90 from the floor and if I'm being honest and I'm a Clippers fan, the Suns got good looks. So it, I it, thought they did. It, you know what I mean? Like it's, they were just missing. I thought buckets. they did. Yeah. And I think a little bit of that is, is there, there is a pestiness about the Clippers. They kind of get it, yeah. got after it a little bit and give them credit. I mean, they, they played hard, you know, they played exactly, you know, they kept it. They kept the game in control. They didn't lose They lost the, they had control of it in the second quarter, lost a little bit of it and then came right back and they made key shots. And, you know, Jackson has been sensational for them. There's no, 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 no secret. 
you know, and they and look, the the the, the Suns shot 31% from the three-point line. The Clippers shot 35. I mean, I think where they've played better defense is the fact that in the half-court set and on inside the three-point line, the Suns were 38%, 39% shooting. That's not good enough. I mean, for a team that can shoot well, that's not good enough. It's not. And they only went to the line 13 times. You know, you're not going to beat anybody when you, you don't go to the you got to you got to be aggressive and go to the line. If you settle for jump shots and you're not shooting well, this is what happens. So, if you're Ty Lue, you turn around to your team, and you say, "We just beat this team by 14. We lost by a combined 7 points in games 1 and 2 in Phoenix with one of the crazier crowds you're going to see. This is our series. The series starts when we this got back it. home, you know? And so, I it think is. they're in a and good we, spot. This is, <laughs> this is the most important game. I mean, they can't get out-rebounded. They've got to match the intensity, and they can't play and foul. They've got to be able to, like you said, Zubak's got to stay on the court and give them what he does. Did a great job on the pick and rolls. I mean, yep. they were they were really, really involved him and made Aiton have to play him, made him have to play some right. defense. And look, you know, when, the, when they can force Phoenix to not automatically get the ball to Booker and he can make a shot, you've got a chance. Yeah, Eaton was nine of thirteen. He went over. I mean, he went over on Josh's. Pro- what well, Josh had the fifteen point prop yesterday. Got Great it. for Josh. I mean, that was a good call. Yep, absolutely. And again, saying they're in a good spot. I mean, they're plus three forty in the series. So trust me, that number is going to come. That's going to shrink to maybe Phoenix slightly favored if uh, the Clippers pick up Game Four. Do you want to guess at the number here, Game Four coming up tomorrow night, Saturday night in Los uh, Angeles? Well, we're going into it, it was a pick 'em. I'm going to say Clippers by a point. Well, you, your first instinct was right. It's, it looks like it's a – well, it's it a pick It was a pick the first time, right? A couple of books have – yeah, Steam it's a pick shifted the line. It's a pick Steam and, shifted the line to, to the Suns. Yeah. That was all that steam that, that, as of September 1st, will never be mentioned on this I show. Want, but I want, to, I want you to know what Josh is going to say to you. He's going to say, when we sat here yesterday, the Suns were a point-and-a-half favorite, and they closed one point. So the late steam was indeed <laughs> on the, See, I'm just, I'm just getting you set up. Like, I know the way the dude works. I'm just getting your brain prepared to be short-circuited when he comes at you. I don't want to hear early steam. I don't want to hear late Late steam. I don't want to hear midday steam. <laughs> mid-day. I don't want to hear no steam. <laughs> midday steam. I don't want to hear no steam. That's what Jimmy. Just, I don't. No. Jimmy from Actually, behind the book takes I'm a midday making, steam. I, exactly. Tomorrow I'm steaming clams. That's the only time I'm using the word steam again. Well, you do have a kitchen in your backyard. You can steam whatever you want, Thank my you. man. Coming up next, <laughs> we'll talk Suns Clippers here. Lombardi line on a Friday. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. That's my Okay, BetMGM, they've got everything you need right now. Basketball, hockey, baseball, every day of the week. BetMGM.com. Get over there. Download the app at BetMGM. And bring your state-issued ID to any strip property at BetMGM. You're ready to go. It takes like a minute to get going, okay? So you're ready to get into it. State-of-the-art technology, fan-friendly specials. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. You know, you were actually right, Michael Lombardi here, of course, Lombardi line. I'm Patrick Maher. You were actually right about the Clippers because the game, game four coming up tomorrow was one. And then as you and I were having a discussion, it got pushed down to a pick'em. So 
Two nights. Steam. Yeah. Well, you said I, I didn't say the word. Steam clams. We, maybe we could say. I said that September one. I mean, okay. we can continue to go on with this charade about whose steam it is. I okay. mean, you know, I mean, we need Quincy to do the autopsy on steam. I mean, I have no idea where the hell the steam goes, where it comes from, how it's made. I just know that steam in the last month has been a disaster. Can you just steam be... is on the 76ers. Where are they? Are they? Uh, let me see. I find them here in my office. Well, I can't they're, find they're them. Right they must be your, eliminated. Your favorite team, the Heat. Uh, when, when, yeah. when, when, go Heat. Yeah. Go Heat. Yeah. I'm yeah. going down there. I'm going to go spend time with Spolster and the boys. I'm going to get acquainted. I'm going to root for them. I knew it was the South no Beach. I knew it was the South Beach thing with you. You just wanted to hang down with the nah, no, I, I, Cuban coffee. Who doesn't like South Beach? I mean, seriously. Got Cuban coffee. I mean, it's a great place to go. Humidity. I don't like humidity. I got humidity here in Ocean City. Well, it's a, it's a tough and I got to look at 76er flags when I walk the dogs. I'm enough of that. All right. <laughs> Not that you're bitter. Well, uh, just real quick, when you do introduce yeah. uh, the fact that September 1 is the cutoff for steam, can you just, I'm going to duck underneath the table here when you talk to Josh about it. Just be nice to him if you can. It'll be, it's going to oh, be. Oh, I'm going to be really nice to him. It's just irrelevant. I mean, there's no, you can't have late steam, early steam, midday steam, <laughs> you know, tea steam, you know. Yeah. I mean, you just can't. Like, it, it, it's like, mm. it is what it is. Yeah. There's both sides getting bet. Well put. Hey, Jason Kidd is going to be yeah. announced. Did you see that? It looks like they're finalizing the I deal. sure did. He's going to be in there with Dallas. What do you yeah, think about a guy? Yeah, I know a, guy, a little bit about this, What do you too. think about a guy getting his third chance? Well, I think, look, you know, in the NBA, that's not shocking. I think, he, you know, the Milwaukee experience, I think he's taken back, and I think he's learned a lot from. I think he'll put together a good staff. I think it'll be a combination of some of Carlisle's staff along with new people coming in. But you got Luka Donich. I mean, you got a chance. I mean, they got to change the, the, the direction of the team, the surrounding pieces. I thought the Donnie Harris firing was interesting. I don't know what, what, what was made of that, why that happened. Maybe he's been there too long, got stale. You know, Cuban's going to be an owner that is involved. I mean, he's going to ask constant questions, which is a good thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think you need an owner who's going to ask why and, and challenge you to make sure you're right. So, look, they've got a great player. I think he's understand how to coach great players. I hope he hires the right staff to go with them, and I wish him luck. I, I, I don't get caught up all oh, this guy was a bad coach there. I, I think, you know, it's like when you go out to practice as a coach, everybody talks about, well, we had a bad practice today. We had a bad practice. We had a bad... That's why we call it practice. we got to get better. If we called it rehearsal, then you'd get upset. I mean, Springsteen's rehearsing on Broadway right now. If he screws up a few lines, I'm sure he's going to get messed, messed up. But if you're practicing, you don't get mad. One year with the Nets, four with or parts of four with Milwaukee for Kid. Never won more than 44 games, but there's certainly, you know, the relationship potentially with the point guards, right? With Doncic and, yeah. and Kid, who's one of the greats. Tremendous. I mean, you know, my, my sons used to play in the gym where he went to high school when they were in, in school in Oakland. It was great to go see his jersey lined up on the wall. Tremendous player. Tremendous oh, person. I've so spent good. time with them. You know, great passer, remarkable. So, look, I think he's smart enough to have learned from where he has been and where he needs to go. I feel like you and Cuban 
would do well together. You have kind of the same brains, constantly asking questions. Can you call him and tell him I'm interested in his GM job, that it's just really a goal of mine? I mean, that's really what I wanted to be. If you ask my sons what would be the dream job, they would say, well, he wanted to be the GM of the 76ers. But since I've been divorced from them, I'd have to find another team. That would be it. And, you know, I thought about this too, Patrick. Hmm. You know, there's no reason. No, you don't have to stick with you. If your team philosophically doesn't align with what your beliefs are, find another team. Okay. Real quick. Hold on. Siri, remind me to call Cuban about Lombardi. <laughs> it's all set. <laughs> I'm just trying to get him to read Gridiron Genius. That's all I want him to do. Great. I don't know if I give you props enough. That's a tremendous book. You know, I listened to it twice. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's when a book is I hope good. I you like I- the next one. Hey, I'm not just kissing your butt. That is a tremendous book. When is this next one coming out? You know what? That's a tease. We'll find out coming back next, and we'll get into this game tonight. Who's the most important player on the court? We know who it is. We'll discuss. Experts outside of Michael Lombardi, we've got our VEASAN hockey expert, Annie McNeil. Of course, Jonathan Von Tobel with the Hoops Insights Senior NBA Analyst. It's our experts. Our team gives you everything. Expert insights to find the best bet on the boards. NBA, NHL playoffs, daily members only, best bet emails. Start your 10-day free trial. It's free. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we welcome you back. We want to dive into this Atlanta game up in Milwaukee today. We did tease. So as we come back to tease, what's up with the book? I'm in the process of writing it, Patrick. I have to get it to the publisher by the middle of November. So every day is, every morning is spent writing, uh, you know, try to get a thousand words a day in. So we're making progress. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's a little bit like, uh, what's that saying? Eat an elephant, you know, where it's one bite at a time. You just got it every day. You just got to work the ball down the field. I think the saying is eat an elephant, but no steam after September 1st. No steam. We're done. With, I'm done with. I'm so tired of hearing about steam. I can't begin to tell you. Wait, hold on. Hold like, on. I, how do you even know who the sharps are? Like, I don't even know who they are. Like, they were sharps all over Philly. Like, uh, come on. I know, but I, I didn't mean. You know, I didn't mean to say. Yeah. What I meant to say was what I find right. I find writers like yourself very fascinating. So. I, the process, like I read about Stephen King's process, where he'll do, I think it's like three hours, but he doesn't have anything around, no phone or anything. And then he, no. the reward is the rest of the day, he can kind of do what he wants. He naps, he watches Red Sox games. Do you have a specific process or do you try to get it in when you can? No, I, I do. I try to get up earlier now and go in there and write and knowing that, you know, if I get a certain point of my day, if I can get two hours in of really without being disturbed and kind of let it, let kind of just let the words come out and then let it set, walk the dogs, come back, look at it again, and then spend two hours in the afternoon kind of going through it, rewriting, adding. You know, I bring it with me to work. I kind of edit it, edit it as I go along the day. And then every day is a new day. Then you just start with another clean sheet of paper. Hemingway used to say, you must stop writing when you have something more to say. 
because it allows you to think about it at night and then you start the next day without having to think what you're going to write about. For me, that has been really good advice. And so if I have to write a daily coach for the next day, I have to know what I'm going to write about that night before I get up in the morning. So good to leave something in the tank. Right, exactly. And then it helps you and your mind processes it. And, you you know, I'm a really good writer when I'm sleeping. Right before I go to sleep, I, I put great sentences together. Really? When I wake up, they ain't worth a darn. You, you can't remember them. Oh, it's a tragedy. I, I am the opposite. My brain is nothing in the evening. And then and when I wake up in the morning, I, you know, I, for some reason, that's when everything's popping. Now, uh, okay, so mid-November, you got to get it to the publisher. We will be on. Do you have the title or you don't want to say that? Yeah, I don't really have one yet. It's a working title. I don't think it's going to be the title of the book when we're done. May may I recommend Steam? Steam, yes, Steam, Steam. <laughs> All right, plans. enough. All right, enough, enough. I, I did that. That was my fault. All right, so Milwaukee, we uh, we talked about it. They they basically ran it back yeah. from Game Three. They from excuse me. They ga- they ran the same number back Game One. A wo- a win on the wood for the Hawks, but then the bookmaker said, "All right, well here, here have at it. It's seven and a half and two twenty six again. It is eight at most books and one ten. It looks like a few books are headed down to seven and a half. As a matter of fact, our official number here is seven and a half. So you know the word on the Hawks. Steam. Yeah. And two twenty. Yeah. I, I know. And two twenty five and a half has come down from two twenty six just a little bit there. What do you think? I th- I think this. I think if you're betting if you're betting Milwaukee, you're counting on Coach Bud. You know when you walk into locker rooms, you see those whiteboards. You know the one that Lily writes on on the AT and T commercials. Those whiteboards. <laughs> you know. With the pen marker, right? Yes. Well, on, on Coach Bud's whiteboard, it's going to be, we got to defend Young. I mean, that's the number one objective. And, and I think David Thorpe wrote a really good piece in True Hoop about it today, about the, the, the tangible, the tangents of how to defend them, right? We can't be, we, the, the center can't be so far in the paint that it allows him to get in the first half of the paint. You know, if you're playing him to get to the rim, He'll take that runner. So you've got to hug him early. You've got to be able to keep your hands up when you're guarding him. You've got to force him to his left. You also can't foul him. You cannot foul him. I mean, the Sixers sent him to the line the one game he shot like crap. They sent him to the line over 20 times. You can't foul him. And so if you can just take him away from the game and say, Kevin Herter, you're going to have to beat us today. You know, Dario Gallinari, you're going to beat us. Bogdanovich on one leg, come beat us, please. John Collins, have another game. You know, you got to count on – if you're betting Milwaukee, you're counting on Middleton to shoot well. You're counting on Middleton to have a good game. I think that will be Coach Bud's first quarter. I think Milwaukee bounces back today. I think they got embarrassed. I think Coach Bud got embarrassed. I think he has to show his players he can stop Trey Young. And gosh dang it, make Trey Young play some defense. Why can't they make Trey Young play defense? I know PJ, he's guarding PJ Tucker, who's over there in the three point line in the corner. I mean, literally, he just runs there. He runs right to that corner like it's like nobody's business. I mean, you know, it's remarkable. So you got to make Trey Young play some defense. You can't let him get away with what he's been getting away with lately. And to your point on offense, when he gets to the lane is when he's most dangerous. Because, listen, he's neither, tur- yeah. neither team shot well. The Hawks and Bucks combined, they hit 16 triples on 69 attempts. But Atlanta killed not only second chance, but killed the Bucks in the paint. And that's from him getting in the paint with that little crafty floater, but also his ability to dish once he gets there. 
Well, Thorpe talks about it in this column in True Hope. He t- in True Hopes Hoops, he talks about there's two levels of the paint. There's the beginning of it, which is where he shoots that runner, and then he drives to the rim once the second half. Well, most people are willing to give him the first half, but that's where he's the most deadly. He's not going to finish at the rim over big guys. And they got Lopez back there guard as rim protector. They need somebody hugging it. You need a you need a guy up there to protect them. It's a little bit like Think about playing Randy Moss. This used to drive me crazy with Randy Moss. People would say, we're going to in out Randy Moss. Okay, great idea. You got him if he goes right. You got him if he goes left. What happens if he goes, if he goes straight? Nobody's got him. <laughs> okay, so that's not good. All right, we're going to put a corner over him. We're going to put a safety over top of him. Okay, great. He's just going to outrun everybody. Like, we got to have a plan for them. we got to disrupt them. we got to have a different way to deal with them. It's the same thing in basketball. Matchup, playing man-to-man in, in football is the same as playing in basketball. How are we going to take the guy out of the game? And Coach Bud's got to have an answer because if he can't get an answer to those Milwaukee Bucks players tonight, they're not going to start listening to him. I would not be surprised. And, oh, by the way, Frank Vogel's not safe yet from what I hear. I would not rest on that. That's, that's another side note. But the reality of it is, is if you can't prove to your players you can help them, they're not going to listen to you. Interesting. And it's not like they can blame Giannis. Giannis over the last eight games is averaging like 32 and 12. So, got to take one guy out of the game, Patrick. One yeah. guy, we got to take him out of the game. And he's the smallest guy on the court. By the way, if the you want, guy on the court. If, if you want to lay the eight, the Hawks are five and one ATS in their last six games as road dogs. It's dangerous to bet again. When are we going to believe in this team? McMillan hasn't lost. Yeah. We'll see what Wes Reynolds is up to with this game next here on the Lombardi line. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my bro. <laughs> Okay, turn a dollar into a hundred. You got to be a new customer. And a first time offer here, it's a dollar to win a hundred. Hawks or Bucks to hit a three tonight. VSIN 100 is the code. Visit betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app right now. Now, they didn't hit a ton in game one, but they will hit one tonight. So you'll win $100. Just sign up right now over at BetMGM. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700, Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, Washington, D.C., 1-800-270-7117, Fralpa, Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa, Tennessee, call or text Redline, 800-889-9789, Indiana, Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Speaking of Indiana, Wes Reynolds joins us. Of course, Point Spread Weekly and VSIN host. He is from Indiana. I wonder, are you happy as a Pacer fan with another go-around with Carlisle here? I am, Patrick, considering what the other options were out there. I mean, Terry Stotts or Steve Clifford or Brian Shaw or some of the other ones I was hearing, you know, didn't exactly, I guess, uh, give you a thrill here in terms of really energizing the fan base. But look, Rick Carlisle is a different coach now. He comes in as a championship coach, and it helps that his longtime teammate and friend, Larry Bird, is still the quote-unquote advisor to the president of basketball operations. So Larry Bird still has 
has some sway in that organization, even though he's been very quiet and offered a no comment when people reached him in the media. So, look, I think this is a guy that is very flexible. He's very adaptable. He certainly has that reputation around the league. And that's why I think Rick Carlisle probably was willing to part ways with Dallas and go ahead and seek a new challenge. Remember, he was the coach at the time for the Pacers when they had the uh, malice in the palace or the brawl in Detroit, whatever you want to call it. But that Pacer team, and that happened very early in the season, that Pacer team was every bit of championship contender. That's when Ron Artest was playing his best ball of his career. Jermaine O'Neal was still an all-star. Reggie Miller was still effective. You had a very good team. So, you know, I'm a little more optimistic about this hire than I would have been with these other candidates. Hey, Wes, let me ask you, you're, I just appointed you the general manager of your Indiana Pacers. What are you doing to improve their team and get them back to where they need to go? I think they've kind of reached the point of no return, Michael, with Miles Turner. He's obviously a very good defensive center, and the defense was a lot better with him, but he's just not a guy that's taken that leap offensively. Sometimes he'll get hot, he'll hit a couple threes, and he's a good uh, shot blocker and a decent enough rebounder, but I just don't think they can play him with Sabonis. And they have tried to do that with two different coaches, with Nate McMillan, with Nate Bjorkren, it didn't work, so I think you probably are going to need to make some personnel changes and probably the most tradable commodity that you're going to have right now is Miles Turner. Gosh, that era, you were just, you know who I just thought of? Jonathan Bender. Remember yes. Jonathan Bender? Oh, they drafted yeah. him out of high yeah. school. Yeah. yeah, it was it was so bad, his, his knee injuries. His knee was just never right because that kid, if you saw him out of high school Freak. and in the McDonald's All-American game, he was committed to Mississippi State, eventually forewent college and was drafted in the first round, like you mentioned. That guy was a really talented player. He was one of those first kind of tall, long, skinny, big guys that yep. could shoot threes. I mean, he was really one of the first in the NBA, but just never could stay healthy. Really unfortunate because he really could have been a great player, in my opinion. Yeah, those teams. They, those teams, they had uh, him and O'Neal. They remember Jermaine right. O'Neal and Ben. Yeah, I mean, they had those two young players. O'Neal out of South Carolina, out of high school as well. Good, yep. good point. Okay, um, Wes, we've got Atlanta, at Milwaukee tonight, game two. A couple of books have it eight. A couple of books have it seven and a half. We've got it seven and a half, two twenty-five and a half. But you want to focus here on the first half. I've got uh, five. You may have four and a half. Where are you going here? Yeah, for four and a half shows, I would definitely grab that. I'm seeing a lot of fives in the market. I don't know if it's going to go south here, Patrick, but that's the angle that I like here anyway. Because if you go back to game one, I know hindsight is being 2020, but that was kind of the game where Milwaukee, I felt, was ripe for an upset, actually. Because if you look, Milwaukee's kind of now surveying the situation. Okay, we knocked out the super team in the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, Philadelphia is eliminated. Okay, Boston never materialized for what people thought they might be in the preseason. So now the lane is all clear for us. Now we're getting this upstart young Atlanta Hawks team that's gotten on one here in the playoffs. Well, we're going to be able to take care of that. Now it's downhill. It's all downhill from here. And that's what happens is you get that kind of meet national media refrain of like, okay, Bucks are going to sweep these guys. You know, the Hawks are a real nice, cute story, and now they're going to go away. Well, Atlanta says, the hell with that. We're not going to go away. And they get a win in game one. So what does that do? That kind of slaps Milwaukee in the face where it's like, okay, fellas, 
even though this is looks like it's our year to finally get through and get over the hump and make the NBA finals, it's like, you know, now you get slapped in the face. It's like, okay, we're going to have to earn it a little bit. We're going to have to work for this one. And I think Milwaukee is going to rebound in this spot. And I do really want to attack the first half more because you kind of get a little worried with Milwaukee that Trey Young and Atlanta really doesn't, they never quit. So they could backdoor that big number. So that's why I focus on the first half. If you look at what Milwaukee has done in the first half this season, 27, 12, and 2 in the regular as home favorites this season, and 4, 0, and 2 in the first half against the number in the playoffs. Now, if you don't want to necessarily lay five or you think it's too rich, maybe take that first half money line and parlay it perhaps with the baseball side. I ended up doing that with the full game in this game, parlaying that with the Dodgers, and it pays a little bit over even money for a two-team money line parlay because the Dodgers, of course, got no hit last night. Well, now they've got the reinforcements, and they've gotten a couple games back where they got Bellinger back in the lineup. They got Muncy back in the lineup, so full strength. I like to play that team off getting no hits, so that could be another option if you want to play this first half. Hey, Wes, where, where are you on the over-under in this game? I like the under. As long as it stays above the, what is it, 225 and a half, I think there, I think to me, this is one of those games where, you know, both teams have got to, Young's not going to go for 48. I, I don't see, you know, I, I don't see it being the same way in terms of, uh, of uh, uh, the pace of the game, you know, and I can't really imagine that, Capella's going to have 12 points and Collins is going to have 23. So I'm thinking a little slower pace game. I like the under. Where are you? That's where I would lean as well, Michael, because look, Drew Holiday is a very good defender and he got absolutely torched in game one by Trey Young. So Drew Holiday is a guy with a lot of pride. So you would expect he is going to be better. And what you also might see a little bit too is you might see Buttonholzer, who hasn't always made the best adjustments in this playoffs, let's be honest, he might have Greek Freak switch on to Trey Young when they go a little bit more of a small ball lineup. And you saw some success a little bit of that in the fourth quarter where it's like, we can't just have Drew Holiday guard him and shadow him the whole game. We got to give him a little bit of help. So put a bigger guy on Trey Young a little bit, a big guy that's athletic and got some speed. And then they want to integrate Forbes more in the lineup to get him some better shooting. So I didn't play the total, but I would certainly lean with that under. Okay. So the Kucherov news is huge. Uh, of course, uh, leading scorer in the postseason and a former MVP for the lightning tonight. I don't know his status West, but I think he played, I think he was uh, had one shift and ha- didn't return to the game in game yeah. six. So that would be huge as you note. Um, but where are you on this game tonight? So let's go ahead and throw it up the lightning a dollar 60 favorite and the standard five, as far as a total. Just on that price, I basically have to take the Islanders. I trust Barry Trotz. He's been to this rodeo before and pulled it off as an underdog. And really, if you take that 8 nothing game out in Game 5, the series has looked a lot more like an Islanders series if you look at how the numbers have been. And you mentioned Kucherov in the lead-in there, Patrick. Really, the big difference with Kucherov 
is going to be on the power play if he can't go. Now, keep in mind, he did not play at all in the regular season due to an injury, and that Tampa power play was a little over 22%. With Kucherov here in the playoffs, it's a little under 38%. And actually, before this series, it was like 41 42 43% against Carolina and Florida. So the Islanders have done a very good job, except for that game where they got boat raced 8 nothing, and they allowed 3 of 6 on the power play. If you take Kucherov, off off that power play it is going to make a difference because you know you've got Stamkos on the other side of him and you've got Point and Palat in the middle so that's where I think the concern is on that Tampa Bay side and then I would even look at the under here in game seven because not necessarily just how the teams play because sometimes the teams play a little bit more conservative where they don't want to make a mistake but it's really the referee the referees don't want to decide this thing so they're going to let some yeah. things go. And in fact, you mentioned that Kucherov thing in game six. He got cross-checked and they didn't call it. So the referees want to let these guys go ahead and decide it. And you look, since 96, I believe, in game sevens, the under 41, 27, and 13, when the total is at five or higher, we, of course, have five now. So you can play the under five with maybe like plus 110 big. And that's going to be the way I'm going to go. You know, the over in the last uh, 13 overall game, in the Islanders' last 13 overall is 7-3-3. Three, and three, and it's 5-1 and one in the last six on the road and 6-1-3 and three in their last 10 playing on one-day rest. It's also 3-1-2 and two in the Lightning's last six playing on one-day rest. So, you know, I mean, it says over. You should do the over. But I'm with you, Wes. These game sevens typically are never going over. Yeah, and you got to think that that the you know the referees want to keep these guys out of the box, Michael. I don't think that they want to have a they don't want to risk their reputation. They're human beings too. They don't want to risk their rep and making a bad call that's going to decide a series because that's going to be long remembered. So Islanders in the under is the way I'm looking for tonight. Okay, let me give you the full card from Wes Reynolds. Uh, Bucks first half, you're going to lay five there. Islanders in the under. He likes the Brewers under tonight. He likes the Yankees. And then if you don't want to lay a price, he's got a two-teamer here with the Bucks money line, Dodgers money line. Wes Reynolds, VSIN host, Point Spread Weekly, Renaissance man. Thank you, Wes. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Wes. Appreciate you. Okay, great job by Wes Reynolds. We come back. Got some NFL news. Michael Lombardi right here on the Lombardi line on a Friday. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. 
It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. <laughs> 